genre. In the world of Hollywood, movies get greenlit and redlit. They get remade and rebooted. But we are the ideal. I'm Sam Gash, and you are listening to Ideal Remake. Thank you for listening to Ideal Remake. We take movies that either have been, will be, or should be remade and talk about what the ideal version of that remake would be. Except for today. Today, I unfortunately did not do my homework. And so I... I am not prepared. I have nothing planned. And all I can say is that a demon made me do it. But today I luckily have two great guests, one of whom I do not even know his last name, but that's just fine. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm like Cher. That's because he's technically my guest, right. Sam. Yeah, that's true. That, you know what? That's fair. We should put it, point out that uh, I'm not really the host this week. Uh-huh. Scott Corelli, previous host of Ideal Remake and grand vizier of dueling genre Mm. what are we doing today what's happening yeah so so sam uh not a horror movie guy and it's always bugged me that ideal remake never remakes horror movies outside of like you did like american werewolf in london and you did some more like spoopy movies but never like correct a horror that is correct we did beetlejuice and nightmare before Christmas. exactly exactly so i wanted i i offered my services of being like well i know that you don't watch horror movies sam but i do and i want to remake some horror movies so let me take over your show in october and we'll remake some horror movies that you don't have to watch and so and i couldn't be more excited (laughs) i think this is a, a a great idea and it's Something that people are constantly complaining to me about, not just you. So I'm glad this will finally show them. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so, with that in mind, my guest uh, is is <laughs> a writer, comedian, podcaster, Pat Driscoll. Welcome to the show, Pat. Hi, guys. I'm so happy to be here. You yeah. didn't even need my last name. I'm like ubiquitous. I'm like Cher, or <laughs> I don't know who other one named yeah. celebrities. Yeah, I. I mean, that's great. I just think that unfortunately, Pat is taking. Yeah, I think so too. Right? Ubiquitous uh, one name entity, but Pat, it's very nice. Thank to you, meet. Sam. It's nice to meet you as well. Happy to be here. Yeah. Thank you. So, to complete the intro, tell us what movie we're watching today. Oh yeah, Pat, you picked the movie, so tell I, everybody what we're doing. We're watching uh, Lamberto Bava's 1985 gore classic uh, Demons. Mm-hmm. Or Diamani. Diamani. <laughs> and is Diamani a movie that has been, will be, or should be remade? Uh, I'd say, I guess I'd say will be. It has not yet been remade. Oh. I don't know that it should be. It's pretty perfect, but that's why we're here. <laughs> but but someone will yeah. Someone will make the, the horrible mistake. Sure. And it might as well be us. Yes, absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So I had never seen this movie. Yeah. Prior to Pat requesting right. it uh, or giving it to me as one of the options. And um, I so I've not seen a lot of spaghetti horror. Yeah. And and, oh, you know, being Italian myself, uh, you know, I probably should watch some more spaghetti horror. Yeah. And by spaghetti horror, 
it's like it, it's done in very much the style of a spaghetti western, where they shoot the whole thing with absolutely no sound, and then they and then they <laughs> do the you know the rest of it in post with ADR in English dubbing. And some people are are Americans on set. Some people are speaking English. Other people are speaking their native Italian or whatever language that happens to be. So I think some people are German in this movie because some of it was was shot in Berlin. So it's just like language is all over the place. And the whole point of it is like, let's just get the movie done mm-hmm. and then we'll ADR it in post and, and make it whatever language we want to make it. Oh, you know what? I'm not sure I knew that's how spaghetti westerns were filmed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, and that's super cool. In, 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 the, in horror, Italian horror movies, it lends each of them with a surreal, sort of like dreamlike quality that mm-hmm. you never quite know if what you're seeing is happening or not happening. And it sort of like makes them all just a touch uh, crazier than a normal uh, or normal than an American horror movie. Right. Right. Cool. Yeah. Um, So Pat, why don't you tell people the plot? Oh my goodness. The plot. Oh, the, the the plot. Um, So demons is a movie about a group of people who are uh, given mysterious tickets to a new theater to see, they don't really know, maybe it's a sneak preview of a movie, they don't know, but it's the 80s, so they're all just gonna go. And uh, they fill up the theater, and then how, spo- oh, we're getting spoilery, because we're gonna yeah, make yeah. the whole oh, damn super movie. Spoilery. We're, yeah. So, yeah. um we are going, they're all gonna go to this movie theater to see this movie, and a curse somehow uh, happens, turning someone into a demon, or it's kind of a zombie demon hybrid kind of a thing. And then we are just off to the races with uh, blood and gore and demons running rampant. They're trapped in this theater. They cannot leave. It's like a big, beautiful uh, movie house with like levels and orchestra seating. And it is wild. There, it, there really is no explanation as to how or why this happens. Who is doing it? We have really no idea. Um, and it's just like, it, it takes about 20 minutes to get going. And then at the 20 minute mark, it puts the foot on the gas and it literally does not let up for the next mm-hmm. se- 70 minutes. It's right. a ride. With the exception so, of little breaks where we dip outside to some meet of the some, best like, stuff. Pun- some punks in a in a car doing coke out of a coke can. Yeah, yeah. Who who have really no reason to be there, and also no, except somebody. There must have been a note where it was like, "We need something outside of the theater." Just yeah. do what? So is it a coke can that is full of coke? Yes, full of like full of cocaine, just- and they have a straw in the coke can, and they're doing coke out of the coke can. Their whole I respect their it. whole reason for being in the movie is to spill the coke can. And spill the cocaine and then get yelled at for spilling the cocaine. And then I don't know how graphic we're getting on this show. Then snort cocaine af- off of the one woman's breast and mm. also cut it with a razor. It's fine. Yes. It's, it's, <laughs> and the then cocaine or the breast. And the then breast. They, they run from the cops and then they break yeah. into the theater to run away Correct. from the cops, which allows people to get out of the theater and the demons to get out of the theater, which Correct. leads to the ending of like, oh no, they're everywhere. Right. All right. Yeah. So, so here, so sight unseen, just based on that kind of summary, uh, would you describe this movie as Clue meets the board game Betrayal at the House on the Hill? (laughs) 
No, I would actually, I would describe it as the Poseidon Adventure meets the Evil Dead. Yes, that's very right. good. Very, oh yeah. my goodness. <laughs> I love that. See, that's what happens when someone does do their homework. Yes, it's like a disaster movie, but it's also, there's a, it's a winking, it's fun. It's, mm-hmm. it's definitely, you're, you're, it's, it's a fun kind of like, it's not necessarily a horror comedy, but it's hard not to have moments of pure joy to watching this happen. Yes. Yeah. I, so, so if this is a, an Italian horror movie, like Pat, do you watch a lot of Italian I horror do. movies? How did you find do. Diamante? Um, okay. So this, as far as like, uh, uh, Italian horror goes, this is more, Americanized in a way. It's sort of like a, a more mainstream version of an Italian horror movie. Lamberto Bava is the son of Mario Bava, who's sort of like the godfather of all Italian horror. He sort of like started the whole damn thing. And the producer and writer of this movie is Dario Argento, who is like, if he's not the godfather, he's like the god of Italian horror. He made Suspiria, he made Deep Red, Bird with the Crystal Plumage. He's kind of like the name. So if you're getting into Italian horror in any way, he's prop those are probably the first two guys you're seeing. And then you sort of, you know, branch off from there, Lucio Fulci, and then anything these guys are involved in you want to see. And Demon's got a rep for just being this like blast of a movie i love poseidon adventure meets the evil dead there's so much evil dead in here there's so much of like the fun zombie stuff in here so i found it through that the video store it was i'm uh, uh i'm older so i was like a video store kid so it was always i rented <laughs> this when i was in high school and and from the video store and then i will say i've also seen it in a theater and it is it is a perfect movie to see wow. with a bunch of lunatics just screaming at everything that happens. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a big time video store movie back in like the 80s and 90s. So that's mm-hmm. kind of how you saw it. It's it's very gore centric. It really is not. It's that kind of horror movie. It's the kind of horror movie that it's like we're really into special effects. We're going to push special <laughs> effects. We're going to rip people's throats yep. out and make you watch the whole process, you know, yeah. because they're like, look at what we're capable of doing now. You yeah. Know? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Which is um, something that, like, I like, but it's not my favorite. But for some yeah, reason same. in this movie, there's a lot of, like... There's things that happen in this movie that just are so absurd that lead to the heightened nature of it that I just like, for example, like I I, will probably get to this, but for no reason really whatsoever, a helicopter falls into the theater and that's how like, and breaks the roof roof open (laughs) and that's how they get out. And it's just Mm -hmm. like, okay, I guess like they have, they feel no need to explain anything to you. They don't tell you anything about why this happens. Is it a plague? I don't know. Are they an evil, nefarious, like Satanist cult? I have no fuck. I mean, it's just figure it out. It doesn't matter. And I kind (laughs) of love that. Just the, the audacity of just here's pure chaos for 80 minutes. And that's it. That's all we're going to let you know. (laughs) Yeah. It's super, it's very hyper focused on the movie theater. And the people in the movie theater. And so, you know, they leave some breadcrumbs with the helicopter. And then there's like a family that picks them up at the end. The two surviving people um, that picks them up who are like, they're like, there's guns in the back. Get ready. They're coming for us. Where you're like, oh, okay. So like the demons are out and the world has already kind of semi-adapted to them being out in the open. And, you know. Yeah. And and so you kind of, you can kind of suggest that idea of like, oh, one of them escaped, 
scratch somebody else who scratch and it and it's already spreading. And so by the time they got out of the theater, you know, the world has basically yeah. shut down. Eleven you know? minutes later. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but they never say that. They right. are, there's not like a news report of being like demons, demons everywhere. Like it's it's nothing like that. Yeah. Um you just have to kind of it it is hyper focused on the characters in the movie theater. Yeah. But it is definitely they go to the movies and there's not an apocalypse when they go to the movies. Right. The movie happens and then by the time the movie's over, apocalypse. Yes. Yes. So it's not like they could have been, it's not like they could have gone to the theater prepared or would have known better. Right. No. Yeah, certainly not. No. It's just like sometimes life comes at you fast when you're not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, for in this case, uh, unlike. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the movie starts, we're meeting, we meet that we're, we're, we're on a train with this girl and um, there's a there's like this guy that she's creeped out by because he's wearing like a mask right. thing, like this metal mask. And she's like running from him. And then it turns out she he's just trying to offer her a ticket to this this movie. Right. And she's like, oh, actually, do you have another one? I have a friend. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a really funny thing. Uh, yeah. And so he gives her two. She meets up with her friend. They're, she's like, let's go see this movie. What movie is it? I don't know. Let's go. Like, what else do we have to do? Yeah. yeah. It was recommended to me by a guy in a mask on a train. By a half cyborg. How could how could we not? Yeah. The fi- the Phantom of the Opera right. got yeah. a second job. And that show's pretty good. So the movie's probably fine. That's yeah, hilarious because yeah. that's you haven't seen the movie and that's exactly what he looks like. like yeah. It's pretty much the Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, he, I mean, when you say half yeah, mask, yeah, there are pretty, only a yeah. couple options. <laughs> right, yeah. So they go to the theater, and then this is the thing that, like, is it really, I left the movie and I was like, what was the deal with that? Yeah. Was that you get to the movie theater <laughs> and you meet this woman right. who looks like a yes. a pilgrim uh, 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 crossed with, like, Santa's elf, like a Santa elf. <laughs> Again, very good with these uh, cross-pollinating things. <laughs> yeah. Very, very good. And she's got this beautiful, crazy hair. Amazing. And and she's the only person there. She's working there. She's the one tearing the tickets. And I'm like, oh, okay, so this is going to be the villain. But as it, all hell breaks loose, literally, she's just another victim. Just like, another she's person. She's just like part of everything else. And I was like, well, wait, wait, wait. Where did she come from? How did she get this job? I wanted to know more about her. And there has to be. It sounds Sorry. like this was her first big break. And she was going to make sure if she's going to be on camera, she's going to look amazing. Yeah. She does. That's so true. Because, yeah, she's totally set up. She gives eyes. She's knowing. You kind of are just completely set up for this, for her to be the villain of the movie. And then she just goes down with, like, everybody else without an explanation at all. God yeah. bless. God bless. Her. I was like, oh, okay. Like she's a witch and she's sacrificing yeah. them or something. And no, nothing, nothing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the director, the writer was trying to sleep with her. Or <laughs> Very possible. I don't know. So they all, everybody sits down. The movie starts. Um, the movie is the literally one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Oh, I mean, it's, it's so funny. it's it's beautiful because it's so bad. Um, <laughs> at one point, he's they say like this ma- If you put this mask on, it will turn you into a demon. The w- one woman goes, "How do you know that?" And he says, "Because it says right here. If you put on this mask, it will turn you into a demon." It's like, <laughs> that's the dialogue in the movie. It's gorgeous. It's incredible. Amazing. One thing though, Scott, before they watch the movie. Yes. There are some patrons out in the vestibule hanging out before they go into the theater. And there yeah. is a replica Great, of this mask. And one of the patrons as like kind of 
joking around, puts the mask on, and as she takes it off, she nicks herself and gets a little cut, which right. will that leads to the that is very important. Yes, and 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 the the girl and her girlfriend they meet these two guys who literally just look like. The dudes from Call Me By Your Name. Dude, like, yeah. They're just out there in Italy. I mean, it literally just looks like those exact characters. Very hunky. Um, and <laughs> they're hitting on them, and then they end up, like, sitting right next to them and, like, you know, trying to... I, I do like the mo- what the movie does where... Um, He's like, oh, I'll protect you. And then a scary part happens and he gets scared. And then that, and she comforts him, which yeah. I thought was like, that was pretty fun. That's cute. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, so then the movie happens. The girl, the, the woman who got the cut on her hand, on her, on her face, it starts to like throb. And so she goes to the bathroom to check it out. It like, like pus comes out of it. And then that's the thing that turns her into the first demon. Yeah. Ew. There's green blood. Yeah. You wouldn't like it, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So so then you know she gets out and and we should we should mention this is going to be an aspect of the movie that we're not going to have this woman who puts on the mask and gets the cut she's a sex worker she's going to this movie with another sex worker and their pimp yes it is a very outdated yes <laughs> look at that. All of that, it very, um, and the movie. So, seems- what you're saying is that you is that you're against office outings? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't. I I mostly I'm against pimps. Yeah, um, not not so much sex workers, ah, but it, I'm not I'm not into that. In his defense, in the movie, it. he's one of like the kind of nicer. He's he's not he's not hundred percent nice. But yeah. when one of them is turning into a demon, he does stop and say, "Hey, stop it! This is my friend." And I'm like, "Yeah, oh, that's, that's true. A, that's a good. That's, <laughs> that's a good true." <laughs> But who knows what he said on set? Oh, probably uh, something bad. Although yeah. that actor, that actor is excellent, and he also there's a sequel, Demons Two, which is basically yes. um, like the raid. So it takes, uh, ta- but with zombies, and it takes place in a high rise apartment building, and right. he's in the second movie and plays a different character. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Him. Yeah. So the thing that's funny about the sequel because I haven't watched the sequel, but I I read what it was about. And in the sequel, instead of watching a movie and a big screen, they watch a movie on TV, and the same thing happens. Um, yeah, but TV uh, will rot your brain. Yeah, what they're saying. Um, just like movies will. So, <laughs> so what I thought was funny about this is I was watching this movie and I was like, oh, okay. So some one of you know either Brava or or Argento they watched The Evil Dead and they were like, wow, this is great. Let's do this, but not in the woods. Let's do this yeah. in a movie theater. And that's what this movie is. And then they do the sequel in a high rise and it took 40 years, but now the evil dead has made it go full circle by their new movie is called evil dead rise. And it's set in a high rise in the city. I love it. Um, so I love it. That's great. Yeah. That's fun. I just love the whole, the secular nature of all of, yeah. uh, of everybody remaking each other. It's great. <laughs> that is <Beautiful>. funny. <laughs> so, so yeah. So then demons, they're, every time somebody gets scratched, the pus happens, yeah. they get claws, and then they, they attack other people. And these demons don't want anything. They don't want to eat anybody. They just want to rip them to shreds. Yeah. There's That's a it. lot of, like, transformations. Like, you were talking, yeah. Scott, a lot about how this movie is very much, like, about the gore and about the effects. Yeah. So there yeah. are a lot of very, like, intense trans- people transforming into the demons. Yeah. There's, like, one particular one, like... 
her teeth come out and you like watch oh. her teeth come out as new fangs form in her mouth. Oh, it's man. just like brutal. That's that's one of those oh. shots you can feel. Yes. Like, it's great. I mean, yeah. Visceral. It's <laughs> it, a visceral it's, scene. It's, yeah. Very yeah. visceral. Um, I, definitely not your kind of movie, Sam. <laughs> No, hate this movie. If, if you all could yeah. see the expression on his face, you would know why that we've never covered horror movies. On yeah, you would not like. <laughs> I mean, the funny thing is, is that like I the one time I've covered like something even sort of close, I was able to reference it for like. So last episode was episode one hundred, and we did Terminator. And I'm like, if we could make the Terminator train sequence like the like American Werewolf in London, I was like, ha ha, I have a body horror reference. <laughs> there you nice. go. Love Beautiful. it. Beautiful. Everyone be proud of me. <laughs> Just say uh, Cronenberg. If it could be like, that's like your fail safe, you'll always be right if you're talking about body horror. So, okay. So let's talk about how we would want to approach a remake of this. Love it. Yeah. Um, because that's that's the first 20 minutes of the movie. But yeah, like Pat said, it's 20 minutes of setup, and then the rest of the movie is just the movie. It's just nuts. It's just like yeah. them trying to get out of a movie theater. And then, you know, we've been peppered with little. There's an old couple and a younger couple and a blind man seeing a movie for some reason. With his daughter. <laughs> yeah, who's, who's making out with her boyfriend. Uh, so there are characters we meet here and there, but, you know, they're all just fodder for the for the. Well, I mean, it, it's. I think your description earlier at the top is probably then an appropriate one. I mean, you take a movie like Towering Inferno mm-hmm. and you meet a bunch of different people, mm-hmm. and it's just like, will this be? Will these be one of the people that make it out that survive? Right. And you just kind of like, we are going to make you love this one. Up, uh, maybe we're going to make you love this one. Up, uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah. These two snuck away to go make out in this other room, but up nope, the yeah. fire got them. Ah, oh, well, shouldn't have liked yep. them. I mean, and theoretically, that's exactly how you should approach making a movie like this. But Lambert's above, and the writers just were like, just put people in. Who cares? We don't need. They don't need to know anything about them. These characters <laughs> are so like Scott and I are talking. Like they're very. There's nothing to them, right? They're just sort of like cardboard <laughs> cutouts who are just set up to be sent to the slaughter. Yeah. It makes it really hard to cast. Yes. This. That's was our conversation. Um, and that's the thing we were talking about is like because none of them are really characters, it makes it difficult to do like a cast for this. Yeah. Um, like none of them? Uh, I guess like we talked about the main four are they're your linchpin. And then unfortunately, like the pimp and the two sex workers are sort of like the heart and soul of the movie. <laughs> but I have a thought. <laughs> I have a thought on how we're going to get around it. Yeah. Cool. I'm excited. All right. So, uh, so, so then what are the core components? Like what is, what are the necessary pieces of demons as it exists now that would need to be in the new version that would, it would, it would still be recognizable as demons, even though it's a remake. Yeah. For me, it's that movie. You need a big movie palace. Yes. we got to have a big, beautiful, like, multiple-tiered, grand opening of a movie palace kind of yeah. thing. And if, and if not a movie palace, I, I mean, one way to update it could be that you do a multiplex. Could. Um, totally. Yeah. Totally. Great idea. Which would be uh, a different way of approaching it. But, you know, you could definitely do it that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, weird thing about this movie is when they're all entering and they're getting refreshments, all of the refreshments are inventing machines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so even the popcorn, you just get a bag and you pay for the popcorn and crank the thing and the popcorn comes out and fills the bag until you run out of uh, It's pretty money. brilliant. I love it. Yeah. Italy is a very different uh, uh, country yeah. than the United States is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was thinking to you could set it if if we're doing it modern day which i think we should i should point out though this is also like a very punk rock movie and mm-hmm. there's like a soundtrack of like 
it's not all punk. It's like Todd Rundgren, but then it's also like Billy Idol. And there is some like actual kind of like punky kind of things to it. And it's like yeah. Motley Crue. It's really like they somehow got paid all this money to get all these great songs. Cause another thing about Italian horror, it's like very score driven. And there's like this mm-hmm. band called Goblin and they sort of score a ton of those movies and mm-hmm. they got the, the keyboardist, this guy, Claudio Simonetti to play like the main theme, which is awesome it's yes. a great like halloween kind of like to play it around uh the ho- the spooky season it's so good but all the rest of the score is pretty much it's that song and then like pop rock songs which is like so that doesn't necessarily translate so much to right now but i was thinking set it in vegas because vegas is where they mm. do screenings like uh test screenings where they like pull like people off the street, like mom, yeah. like v- visitors and gamblers, like come watch this thing and then decide the fate of the creators, you weirdos from Vegas. Like, and so yeah, I was thinking that maybe that could be sort of like a way in is like, it's a Vegas kind of like, rah, rah, kind of, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You have a conversation with people who do those test screenings and the reason they do it in Vegas is because Vegas is a hub right. for people from all right. over the country mm-hmm. and all over the world. Mm-hmm. And it's the best best way to get a cross section of America without having to get a cross section. Yep, and mm-hmm. you could have real a lot of fun with like casting those characters and like coming up with like you know the older couple who are on vacation, like f- spent lost all their money gambling. This is like the last thing they can do, kind of stuff like that. Right, right, right. And then the young couple that ran away to get married, like th- that eloped, and now all of a sudden they're like, "Well, we're yep. in Vegas. Let's yeah. go see a- <laughs> And we're young and broke. Yeah. Let's go see a sneak preview." Yeah. So, okay. So that's, that's the other thing. Cause that's, that's, it's funny that you say you, you bring that up because I, what I was actually thinking as another way to approach it, it was to have this be a screening of this long lost horror movie. That way it's like mm-hmm. the movie they're watching is like an eighties video nasty, mm, but, okay. but, and it's like a bunch of horror fans. Oh, that's a nice idea. Nice because the idea. the way the the thought I had was like the thing that's missing is that like and you know horror is an interesting genre it's one of the only genres <laughs> where you can make a movie that's not about anything right. because it's a horror movie right. but the thing that I really like about the Evil Dead remake is that it is about something they were yeah. like okay how do we the Evil Dead remake from 2013 absolutely slaps oh, um, I love and it. it's it's so good and I I was thinking about how to do something how to approach this movie in a similar fashion mm-hmm. and what you could make it be about and what I was thinking was maybe ter- doing something where it's like it's sort of a metaphor for right so like people are like oh yeah you watch horror movies and it desensitizes you to violence and all of these things and it's stupid and not true but what if you use that as like a Because my thought process with this was like, how do I differentiate this from Evil Dead? Mm -hmm. And my thought was like, well, it's called Demons. And I feel like this movie does not live up to the title. (laughs) Well, there's a demon that (laughs) comes out of a woman's back at one point. That's true. That is true. That is true. That was the best. I was like, oh, shit. This is crazy. And then like. But it sounds like that's singular. Right. Very true. Very good point. So my thought was, what if this is like a demon invasion like an like an invasion from hell mm-hmm. and d- the demons are like we're all going to try and get out and we're going to do it through this and we're going to show this movie that is so crazy that it like allows us to go through like come through somehow right but the people that don't get possessed 
are the ones who are desensitized to it, where they're like, well, that's not that that big of a deal. And so in a way, it's almost like the horror fans, like, save everybody in the end, you know? And the thing that's cool about that is, you know, there's a lot of talk about, like, movie theaters now, and, like, a lot of people just stay home and watch streaming, but horror fans... Go yes. to the movies and they yeah. go to repertory screenings. They see the same movie. I would go see Demons 12 times in a movie theater, like in a year. Yeah. Like, it's just what we do. It's <laughs> just like part of it is the communal aspect of everybody getting together and screaming and laughing and yeah. high fiving each other. Yeah. So no, there, that's a great you idea. You haven't lived until you see an Evil Dead 2 screening totally. where the car drives over the bridge and it's this stupid, cheap little model that you never get to really appreciate at home. Yes. But when it's on the big screen, and it's this stupid cheap little model of this stupid cheap little car going across this stupid cheap little bridge and the whole audience is like Wah! I love that it's great <laughs> it's the best so it, it just looks like that scene from Spice World <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take your word for it I've seen it but it's been a while yeah yeah. I just wanted to uh, say the one thing, the it. one differ, the thing I did have that I like this idea. Let's go with this idea. But the other thing I was going to bring into the Vegas idea was that we would cast a actor or an actress playing themselves and they would go to the this preview screening to see yeah. the reaction of the movie. But they would have to put the mask on because if they didn't have the mask on, people would know who they were. They would oh. get nicked and they would be the – so – in, I like in, that. So Kristen Stewart I think was going to get her face nicked and turned into. I a like demon. that. <laughs> I like that. I I, th- I think you should still do. Yeah, that. yeah, you could do that. Like like even if it is finding this old eighties schlockfest movie. Oh, there's I know. A lot of celebrities who love eighties schlockfest. I know. Movies. Yes. I know exactly who to cast. I'm ready. I also just think <laughs> I also think that um, you could still set it in Vegas and you could still have it be this like screening, the secret screening or whatever. But it's like maybe they're like passing the thing out at a horror convention that's in Vegas or where so I think at horror. that point you could do it wherever. Right. Because I, yeah. I love the idea of like the it being about the horror fans and not about like Joe and John and JQ public, which was the idea okay. I was I was passing, well, but I really like yeah. that idea. I would even say that that could potentially be your commentary. Like, I don't think you should hand out the tickets at a horror convention because then everybody are the people who would quote unquote save us according right. to Scott's right. plot. Right. What I think you should do is it's this big, uh, like, like it's this big like schlockfest movie that they finally found, and horror fans everywhere are so excited to see it, but they're not able to. Because all of the because all the tickets got sold off to like the influencers and the rich people who were able <laughs> oh, to man. afford the super this fancy expensive tickets. This movie's great. But <laughs> some of the people were able to get in. Like some actual horror fans were able to get the, in. The four they, punks like, had some They are the, the horror punks fans that sneak in. There you go. Yeah. yeah. They sneak in and like like because some of the celebrities, like, they never made it out of doing coke in the bathroom, but the four <laughs> punks make it in and steal their seats. I also think those punks should just stay exactly like they are. They are just the punks. <laughs> no explanation. Why are they these punks in 2021? Because you got to have a little, you got the homage a little bit to Italian horror where, like, things are still a little off kilter. And like, wait, why are those people punks? Yeah. Well, especially if they're still punks, they're going to look. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's just the way uh, it right, works. Right. I love Very that. True. Great. Uh. In their Repo Man t-shirt, it's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I think I, I think that that's, you know, definitely a way of doing it. Also, if you do the multiplex way, you could have 
the horror fans be in one auditorium watching that one movie, whereas the other auditoriums are full of those Joe nobody yes. people yeah, yeah, watching yeah, yeah. some other movie. <clears throat> Plus, they could have bought tickets to something else and used those tickets to sneak into the movie they wanted yeah. to go Yeah, to. yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. There's a lot so, of great uh, ways. Which none of us have ever no. done. What are you crazy? No, I've, I've never, never bought <laughs> one ticket at 10 a.m. and stayed at the movie theater all day. Absolutely never. Not, not one time. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> I I paid good money to go see Love Guru. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that did happen. Good for you. <laughs> no. All right. What else? What else? Uh, what other ideas did you have, Pat? You said you had lots of them. Did I say I had lots of them? Oh, I did. I, well, uh, you you said you had, you had an idea. <laughs> you said you had a specific idea for the the pimp and the sex. Oh well, that was going to be my uh, that was like my Christian Stewart idea. That was like oh, have the so okay. b- basically being like who is the what is the thing that sets this off? Right. So to me, it was like them hiding behind this mask, and then you take your if you can only get one A list actor in a movie, and you turn them into the zombie right away, and then they are sort of like out, and that's like kind of yeah. a fun little thing that you expect Drew Barrymore is going to be exactly right is going to be about this character and then she sort of like takes over but yeah I mean once you again I think a lot of it is like once you get going for me it's about the characters it's about I I would love I would think it should be practical effects we're doing Mm -hmm. them here in this movie that's what the hallmark of this movie Um, so all sorts of fun I think we need to see that movie parts of that movie Yes, because um, it's terrible. there are long stretches in this early tw- the 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 first twenty thirty minutes of this movie where we're just you're just watching that movie. Yeah, it's great. Um, <laughs> it's like oh, the movie's not long enough. Can we pad out the movie within the movie so that this is feature length? Oh man, it's it's exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah. And I'm and like the punks too. Like there's so much stuff in that movie. Where it's like this movie could easily be thirty minutes shorter, and then it's just. Yes. <laughs> How long is the movie? It's like 89 no. minutes. It's like almost yeah. exactly, it's like <laughs> just barely 90. Excellent. Um, yeah. It's exactly as long as it needs to be. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good, good, good. Yeah, I think. All right. So then before we get into casting then, like, so what are, because it's a horror movie, what are some of the most important kills oh, that like we need to either have an homage to that kill mm. or we need to do something that heightens it? It's absolutely the the first woman that turns into the demon is probably like one of the most popular and famous things in the movie. And then once there's like this great scene where once everybody sort of turns, they all sort of like rise up these stairs with these yellow yes. eyes. And that's, oh, yeah. I think that ended up being the key, key artwork for the poster yeah. and stuff like that. Like, I think you need to have those things in there. Yeah. It do, rules. That, you, that shot rules. It's great. It's great. And then the other, do you think we need to have an explanation? We're making an American movie here. We're not making an Italian movie. Do we need to explain well, what's going on in this? <laughs> in this, do you, are, are, like? Do we have a comp? Again, this is not my field. Are there American movies that don't give us an explanation? Because oh, yeah. all I'm thinking is, it just sounds like the horror version of a Miyazaki oh, yeah. movie. We're just in this world now. It's happening. Yeah. I think we could certainly get away with, especially in homaging to an Italian horror movie, not really giving too much of an explanation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that there's a way in the in the same way that the helicopter and the family at the end gets across that the demons have escaped the theater right. and now they're they're taking over. You can do something similar with like an explanation of like, oh, the demons are trying to invade Earth. You know, like, 
I, 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 I'm, I'm always just really interested in that as a concept. Yeah. Um, with these uh, demonic possession movies, because I'm always like, well, what's the goal ultimately? <laughs> right. The demonic yeah. possession kind totally. of thing. You just want to um, rule the world. What's the point? When you look at like uh, The Exorcist or something like that. Yeah. Um, okay. So, like, are there any other like you, so you talked about like a demon bursting out of a woman? Yeah. Oh, that is a big one too. You gotta have. I and again, if it's gonna be demons, I. So my next question is. Describe your monsters, oh. um, especially because this sounds like a, like the, a, the kind of horror movie where it's not like they're hidden and we don't get to see them the whole time. This sounds like you s- see the monsters. Right you away. see them, but they're zom- they're, hum- they're the humans turning into like the zombies. So the yellow eyes, the big teeth, the fangs, the sort of like big fingernails and that kind of stuff. So and yeah, then there's the like, one demon. They look like uh, like like mid werewolf transformation is kind of what they look like. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, that's a good point. Okay. Yeah, they've got long nails. They got yellow eyes. They got the the teeth, the vampire teeth, like fangs. So how do we? So those are like kind of the the minions, the whites. How do we get the white walkers? Right. How do we get the actual? Oh, the one, the little, the little demon baby that pops out of the. I love the little demon baby, and then maybe yeah. again, that's just one. We need but at least maybe two. the little demon baby. They have two little demon babies that pop out, and then just like trans transform again into a big giant team yeah well yeah they like mush together oh, i love it one. yes what if <laughs> like station from yeah. bogus journey exactly <laughs> like station <laughs> that's exactly oh. it <laughs> we're also homaging bogus that. journey i love that what a great yeah. um yeah i uh i also think that like you know you could have them sort of uh, like the more kills they get, the more like demonic right. they become right. so that like the first person to turn into a demon ends up becoming this like, right. you know, almost regal demon God toward the end of the, the movie, you know, until they're, yeah, like they can be killed with guns. <laughs> that's yes. <laughs> so that's like I don't know if I would want to make it so easy to kill them in our remake. We might need yeah. to have like a more specific tool. Yeah. Well, especially if you make the first, like the first demon or uh, zombie thing that emerges, it like it gets more powerful because it keeps killing more and more yeah. people. It makes sense that that would be able to be killed by guns because that's like, oh, we're di- we did it, we finally were able to kill one of them, and then they turn the guns on like the the smushed double baby right. uh, station oh, demon, and that one you can't kill with guns. I love the station demon. That's what that's what <laughs> it's called too. The station demon. The station demon. Absolutely. Um, D- don't don't change that dial. <laughs> Station demons here to to take your spine. <laughs> well, we can also we could have we can return to the train station we start in, and that's where the demon like comes out of like the darkness, and it's the first time you see it after it's like been combined. Yes, and and yeah. so it's like it's it's we don't say it much like all of Italian horror. We don't say that it's the station demon, but if you know, you know. <laughs> and then it just becomes. Then we just do Godzilla. Then it just gets so big that it's a kaiju, and it starts yeah. trampling down the city and just killing everybody <laughs> that way. Oh, in the got, credits, it's station yeah. demon. Yeah. Oh, of course. <laughs> so, so then my next two questions are: how, like, what, like, especially if they are in fact the heart of the movie, the the pimp and the two sex workers. How are we updating that? Because I don't, I'm not opposed to sex workers being in the movie, but obviously it can't be like, well, what are they? Uh, yeah, that's the thing. In the original movie, it's like there's no point. It's just like they're there to be like. So I guess you could. I had an idea for casting like a big, 
actor to play like the version of the pimp who would probably be more like just a i don't know like maybe like some kind of low-level criminal who was going to the movie theater to like make a deal with somebody because that's like where they go but again that was in my vegas movie yeah or 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 escape the cops right like oh yeah true just to hide out like well i'll just watch a movie for a couple hours and then they'll stop looking for me because that's the real world yeah. works like Grand Theft Auto, right? Right, 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 right. <laughs> they can't find you for a few minutes. And then you sort of make anymore. that guy take over the leadership role, much like the pimp kind of does before he is untimely changed into a demon and becomes yeah. the leader of the demons. He plays the leader of both sects at different wow. times. Ooh, yeah, he's I great. Like that. So then the ne- my next question is uh, describe your final girls. Like what is it about the – because I, I don't think it's final well, girls, but like describe the people who survive. Like how do they survive? It's very much like Evil Dead in that. Well, and you wouldn't know this, but the well, let's assume we don't all. Yeah, have that yeah. Context. So, so the Evil Dead. Um, you you watch that movie and you forget because everyone is so used to well, Ash, Ash, Ash. But when you watch that first movie, it is setting up Ash's sister as the protagonist of the film, and then it isn't until about an hour in that Bruce Campbell's character, Ash Williams, becomes the main character and then the main character of the franchise going forward. And it's very similar to what happens here, where you think that the girl on the train is the final girl, except the big twist at the end is after they get picked up on by the Jeep, she sees a cut and then instantly turns into a demon and he has to kill her and then drive, drive away. And we just stay focused on her dead demon corpse as the Jeep just like drives away into the distance down the street. So we have a final boy uh, in this one. We have a final boy. Yeah. yeah. And he's very Ash Williams-like, actually. Yes. Because um, he gets his like <laughs> sleeves torn off and it's like, it's just very Ash. It really is. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, but how, but how do they survive? Oh, so they break out of the movie theater because the helicopter crashed in. And then as they're like climbing out, they run into the, uh, cyborg Phantom of the Opera guy. Yeah. The Phantom of the Multiplex. Right, the, fan- <laughs> the Phantom of the, the Phantom of the Paradise, uh, the Phantom of the Metropole. Uh, he, uh, they have a fight and then they win, they get away. And then as they get, and then, Pretty much the Jeep ending, the ending yeah. where we learn that everybody is infected. It also could be a pandemic movie. I don't know if we want to go there, but, you know, good. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's definitely a thing. For it's sure. in there. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it really is like they just get away. I mean, it, it, right. nothing stops. It's, it, you know, it's not like they stop the demons. They just escape. It's a very wild right, kill but it, but it's like, of the... Yeah. While everyone else is being killed around them, there's just too many people around them, and it's like other people fall as they run past, and it's just they were just happen to be out of reach. Pretty much, there's like people chasing them as they like are running, and then the jeep stops, and they kind of jump on the jeep. I think if I am I recalling, yeah, that exactly, yeah, right? that's right. So at, at no point do any of them do anything clever in order to be like, hey, we found a ladder. Let's get out of the roof this way. Uh, no, I don't think so. I guess there's a clever. They kill that. So no one earns certainly not. Well, I guess that by the, okay, yeah. The closest that they get is that when they get on the roof and the phantom guy is there, he's trying to shove them back, back in down. because obviously he has some sort of stakes in keeping everybody in that theater. for some reason. But, yeah. Well, the more people that die, the more of his face gets. <laughs> Very possibly. Um, it almost looks like the mask is like embedded in his face. Is almost what it looks like. In any event. 
they they fight him and overcome him and you get like face impalement by rebar which is woof uh rebar not that anytime (laughs) rebar shows up in a movie i get a little freaked out because i'm like something's gonna happen with that rebar isn't it um i get a little anxious (laughs) so yeah they do escape uh, a whole check up check up doesn't need guns anymore check (laughs) off yeah Yeah, I kind of think they earn their living by getting out of that place with that's infested by almost complete. And also, like now, their friends have become zombies. They have to kill their friends, which is sad. Yeah, the 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 back demon comes out of her friend. Yeah, her, her best friend who needs to be who funny in this movie because really nobody's funny in that about movie. seeing a horror movie. Yeah, if it's mad. an American horror movie, you gotta uh, have some jokes. I think this movie has to be very. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think we okay. got a hit on our hands, fellas. I think so. <laughs> I'm so I'm so excited to uh, clap when people eat. <laughs> so what who who what are some uh, casting ideas you had, Pat? Uh, yeah. yeah. So how how do you want to start? Do we want to go? Are, char- we, are we going by character? Because I like totally kind of abandoned so, most ideas of character. Yeah, I sort. Let's let's start here. How many do you each have? I have. I have. I have a good deal. Four people i cast i i had i'll say five okay i i'm gonna say i kept that core four and then i'm gonna say i cast the pimp as a sort of a criminal who's not who's who maybe is like a good guy at heart okay okay so describe the core four so i can kind of like write down okay so descriptions it's in in the demons it's two men and two women and they have flirtatious relationships with each other. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm thinking a little bit differently. I'm thinking, um, do you want me to just go through all four of them or do you want to? Yeah. I mean, sure. Scott, you're in charge this time. You, okay. Yeah. So I have my lead. I also went pretty like genre. Uh, so my lead, I would have Samara weaving because first of all, okay. she kind of looks like that woman and she's, Absolutely great. And she's yeah. done this before. I, Ready or Not is basically like a one location horror movie where, you know, she's just like trying to get away from everybody. And she's really fun. Really funny. Absolutely rules. And then I think the friend Cheryl in the movie needs to be, you know, our comedy sort of comic relief. She's sort of like a badass kind of a character. Doesn't take anybody's guff, so to speak. And for that, I cast uh, Maya Erskine from Pen15. I think is a lot of fun and she's like very sort of like doesn't she was in a rom-com with Jack Quaid that I can't remember the name of and she has this very sort of like plus one I think yes plus ones where she was very kind she sort of had that swagger about her that I think this character needs to have Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then for the two gentlemen the dudes I made it a woman and a man uh, oh. So, and they are brother and sister. Oh. And the woman who is, for me, the final. So it would be Samara Weaving and this woman. Maybe there's romantic stuff. Maybe not. Doesn't really matter. But there's a great scene in the in Demons where this guy, for no explanation whatsoever, comes riding through the movie theater in a mo- on a motorcycle and yeah. saves everybody and saves her. So he saves Cheryl, puts her on the back of the motorcycle, and kind of like. And I love the idea of seeing. Uh, I cast dora madison who's a horror actor she is was in this movie joe bigos's movie bliss and she was in his movie vfw and then she's mostly remembered she was on friday night lights she played becky um so she and she is awesome this she's great in bliss it's a vampire movie she plays this like artist who's tortured and like basically like becoming a 
vampire through like drugs it's crazy and i just love the idea of seeing her like drive in on that motorcycle like pull samara weaving up and throw her on the back and just like kicking everybody's asses and then for her brother i cast would cast lakeith stanfield because awesome in everything has genre pedigree with get out kind of knows the world and i think those guys would be really fun to play off of each other so i went with for my lead, I went with Amani Hackam, I think is how you say her name. Yep. She is uh, from Mythic Quest. She is one of the um, testers. Great. And I think that she's really good. And I, and I, I think that I think that she would be a really cool energy to have in this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I put her in the lead. And then for her friend, I went with Sarah Steele who is from uh, The Good Fight. And <laughs> she's she's definitely not in a lot of stuff um, is the thing, but I love the good fight and I think that she's amazing in it. And I think she's really, really funny. She's got, she plays like Alan Cummings daughter in the good fight. And, uh, and she just has like a real sort of like cocky energy to her that, um, kind of like smarmy and like a little bit of a know-it-all, but like in a fun way, like in a fun kind of Tony Stark way, you know? So I, I really, really like, uh, Sarah Steele a lot. I thought they would have a cool they would have cool chemistry. And then I didn't cast both guys. I just cast one. I cast Jack Quaid. So it's funny you brought Hilarious, him. Hilarious because I thought about him too. <laughs> yeah. I, I cast Jack Quaid because I think that he has a bit of a young Bruce Campbell vibe to him, or he can, where he can he can feel a little fi- final girly and play with his masculinity in that way yeah. that that I think could be really a lot of fun uh, to play around with in this movie. I like all I li- I actually just looked Sarah Steele up and I absolutely know who that is. I don't know what I know. Okay, probably cool. like a Netflix movie or something. But she's, yeah, she she is very good. I like her very yeah. much. And yeah, then I-, I cast I cast the Phantom guy. Oh, uh, I love I it. Kind of was like I was like oh he should be like a bigger role because he obviously like. Yeah. has something to do with something going on here. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, oh, who do you cast as this guy? And I thought I thought of Brett Goldstein, actually. It. From from Ted Lasso. I think he would be a really cool I think he would look oh, great in the mask. Honestly. Totally. You know yeah. who I cast in that? <laughs> Just and you'll you'll be able to figure it out once it, I said Peter Weller. <laughs> oh shit, it's Robocop. <laughs> Just cast Robocop. <laughs> there it is. I also love Peter Weller. He's very underrated. Yeah. If we go with Brett Goldstein, the one thing I would say is that he has to be sh- like clean shaven because he'll be unrecognizable that way. Right. If he has the beard, we're just like, oh, that's right. Yes, man. that's oh, true. Yeah. He is usually clean shaven. He's also a big like cinephile. He has like a podcast about like it's called like movies to be buried with. Oh, and he it. just interviews people <laughs> and it's just like, so you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> what were the last movies that you watched before you died? I love and that's, that. And that's, I mean, he was also yeah. I I just also love the story of Roy Kent because like he's a writer on right. the show, yeah. and he's like, I came up with a great character, but I have to yeah. play it. Yeah, that's how you do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Hard to argue with the results. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you also wanted to cast the Usher, didn't you, Scott? I did, but I couldn't find. I, the only person I thought of was Billy Piper, mm-hmm. who who has. What does the Usher do? This is the first time I, I can think Sorry. of mentioning the Usher. Scott, you the Usher was the elf pilgrim lady who we thought we was going to be the main bad guy, but ended up just being with the crazy hair that you were like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought of Billy Piper because I thought of like her energy in the later seasons of Penny Dreadful, and I'm like, yeah, that's kind that's of great. The energy I like yeah. that a lot. Yeah, and then for the. Uh, pimp character who we're not calling a pimp right um well give him a different uh, name 
a nefarious criminal with a heart of gold. <laughs> the, 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 the troubled yeah, young yeah. man. Well, he's not young because this is where we're going big. The troubled older man. The, not old. The, tr- the troubled man. <laughs> since, uh, since Kristen Stewart's not in this movie, I have to go with my uh-huh. second favorite actor, Dave Batista. Come on. <laughs> this is this is the second uh this is the second movie that I have been on ideal remake for that Dave Batista has gotten a role. <laughs> Get out of here. It, there's there's certain people who will just keep coming up yeah. forever. Yeah. Dave Batista's He's great. One of the Keith things, Stanfield, by the way, is the is another oh, really? one of the things that that we talked about. Uh, Pat and I talked about in terms of like how to fill this out. It's just like okay, so there's that, and then there's just like a bunch of like characters who are just like archetypes or whatever, and they're not really any like like the old couple and the blind right. guy and whatever. So I was just trying to think of like some people that I just wanted the energy of in the movie. And the first person I thought of was Paul Giamatti. Love it. I want Paul Giamatti to be in this movie. I don't know. <laughs> it's just any character, anybody. I, I'm going to tell you who I I want to have in this movie in some way. Yeah. And this could be Paul Giamatti's wife in the movie. Uh, Lori Metcalf. Give me yes. crazy... Carol, what's Loomis? What's her Mrs. Loomis? What's her first yeah. name in, in Scream Two? Yeah, Mrs. Loomis. I want Laurie Metcalf and maybe even George Went. George Went does a lot of horror movies. Mm, he yeah. does a lot. He's in that movie Bliss I was speaking of earlier. He does a lot of. He was in all the Stuart Gordon. He, the he was good friends with Stuart Gordon in Chicago. So I had an idea also to sort of cast the movie within a movie. With some like very um, indie horror kind of mainstays like a Bria Grant or a a Graham Skipper or even like a Barbara Crampton and then have those characters, if we were keeping the punks, have those actors also play the punks. So it's sort of like that surreal sort of Italian thing where it's like, wait, are those the same people from the movie doing the thing? And also say say those names uh, again. Bria Grant, B-R-E-A. G-R-A-N-T, uh, Graham Skipper, who's, these are like indie horror guys. And then Barbara Crampton, who's older. She's from Reanimator and she's still working today. She's in From Beyond. She's like a big ambassador. She was just in Jacob's Wife mm. for horror. So I think that would be a fun little nod to people who love horror movies to see these guys kind of getting double duty in there. And oh, people yeah, they absolutely. recognize from horror movies. Cool. Are there any other? So, did either of you have any? I wrote down as the title for this fodder. Oh, in terms of like people, to, people to be killed but have fun energy that you want to have in there. Any other? Like we have Laurie Metcalf, George <laughs> Went, Paul Giamatti. Anyone else? Um, I man. was kind of like thinking of some younger, like Isabella Gomez from One Day at a Time. I'd love to like throw in there. It's just like yeah. that energy. Um, I. I would also like, I would love somebody who, when they show up, you're just like, oh, okay, this guy is going to be the lead. Where you're like, okay, I mean, 100%. you know what? And then you just kill him immediately. Right. Like Mike Coulter. We're like, Ugh. Mike Coulter shows up in this movie and you're like, oh, well, there we go. Here he is. And then it's like killed immediately. <laughs> Two thumbs up for that. I love that. That to me is like, has to be in this movie somehow where we yeah. do that. Yeah. I love that. The firefighter that shows up to put out the fire from the helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. All right. Well, then, if that's all the performers, talk to me about writer, director, or do either of you happen to have a hyphen in it? I don't have a hyphen. Uh, do I? Oh, I think I do. I sort of do. Then you go. F- okay. Um, so, so mine is, uh, I was really looking for something specific, and I toyed around with, with a bunch of uh, different people because I wanted, I didn't want Adam Wingard. 
But I wanted that sort of energy from The Guest, Mm -hmm. where The Guest is a movie that you could totally watch. It's not a horror movie at all. And it's got a really cool um, energy to it. It's kind of like an ode to, like, James Cameron in a lot of ways. Um, James Cameron, John Carpenter. But I love that. But I don't love any of his other movies. (laughs) Like, I really just love The Guest. And I wanted that kind of vibe. And I was like, man, what have I seen lately that has that kind of vibe? And uh, and then I thought of this movie called Censor. And the writer-director is uh, Prano Bailey Bond. And she has a co-writer, Anthony Fletcher. And Censor is a movie that was released this year. And it's about a um, British movie censor who is forced to watch these horrible movies all the time, every day, and then ends up seeing one that she thinks has a real murder in it. And it's her just this unraveling thing of like... Is is there a conspiracy behind this production company that made this movie mm-hmm. and like all? And it's really good. It's excellent. It's so fun. Um, and is, she's a female director, which I think would be a really cool vibe to give this remake. So that's who I'm going with the the Prano Bailey Bond r- co writer and director of the movie Censor. Prano Bailey Bond. Mm-hmm. I split them, and the person I. Uh, picked to write it is a writer director on every other project but i was like <laughs> the the movies th- that he directs are a little bit stuffy but it, as a writer all of his movies are very a lot of them are homages to italian horror so i picked peter uh-huh. strickland who did in fabric barbarian sound studio with toby jones which is great they're great movies but i thought let's get someone who kind of like has a passion for the genre uh, mm-hmm. to write it but then as you were saying I feel like you really need a certain amount of energy to make this movie. So I was thinking also like you of things I've seen recently that I loved. And this is also kind of a, are we allowed to curse? Yeah. Okay. This is kind of a batshit sort of like, um, one setting horror movie that kind of goes off the rails and is really funny. And big thing. She, this director is very big on practical effects. The movie satanic panic and the director is Chelsea Stardust who, uh, she did that. And then she did the, into the, into the dark, all that we destroy the episode, which is one of the best ones, which is not as manic and crazy and fun. It's very dark and, and scary, but I think she has this energy and this, love of practical effects and just a huge she's one of us you know she's like not sam not not sam he's not a horror fan but like she's just <laughs> one of you one of you yeah, I, she's she's just great and i think she would they accept you one of you <laughs> so that'll be my choice but i like your choice i haven't seen censor but it's going right to the top of my list yeah yeah all right so Okay, so that's all your people for all the things. Yeah. Yeah. Tell you what, instead of just telling you what I'm going to do, I'm just going to go through and run through. I'm going to cross some Love names it. off. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you got to, you, yeah, Censor's really good. Michael Smiley plays the producer of the company that made the movie that has the real murder. Okay. Are you all ready for uh, Demons? I'm ready. Yes. 2022. Yeah, <laughs> None of these people have names. So uh, our... <laughs> Our lead lady is going to be Amani Hackam. Cheryl, the one person with a name, is going to be Maya Erskine. Mm. The brother and sister uh, will be Dora Madison and Lakeith Stanfield. The phantom guy will be Brett Goldstein. <laughs> uh, the surprisingly glamorous, but no one really knows why, Usher is going to be Billy Piper. And I decided to do something a little bit different. And for the troubled man, it's going to be Paul Giamatti. Ah. Oh. <laughs> I love. I kind of uh, love that. 
<laughs> it's going to be weird and unexpected, and he, you're going to we're going to make him do like weird action set pieces that Paul Giamatti has no business doing, but he'll be doing it. Anyway. Sam, that is very Italian horror of you. That's like yeah. it's very bizarre, great. and like I love that. It's great. The there are but Dave Batista is welcome to be part of our fodder. Sure, because yes. I want him doing like his like old man Dave Batista role, like he does in um, uh, Blade Runner twenty uh, twenty forty nine or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like when he's like acting, and you're like, oh man, he's really giving it. Ah, he's dead. <laughs> Right. So, like, for our our fodder, uh, Dave Batista, Laurie Metcalf, Mike Coulter, George Went, Isabella Gomez, different people, interesting people in the world. Fun. Our punks who are like pulling double duty as like the actors and punks will be our uh, Bria Grant, uh, Graham Skipper, Barbara Crampton, and then all of this will be written by uh, Prano Bailey Bond and then directed by Chelsea Stars. Oh, nice. Very fun. Good. Does that work? Everyone yes. comfortable with this as a movie? I love yes. this movie now. <laughs> it, so is, is this a movie is this version of demons something that you both would go see in a theater with a rowdy great group? oh yeah sign me I'd up be pumped for it yeah <laughs> i want to do right. it right now right <laughs> well then that's it we've remade demons a movie that should never be remade but we know in a few years they're going to but we we did it better yes yeah we definitely true cool so then now's the time for plugs uh, pat sounds like you have a bunch of podcasts and stuff as well that you need everybody to go see. I have one podcast. I have a podcast uh, called the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast where myself and my co-host, we we have been watching every single episode of Degrassi The Next Generation, which has, I believe, 14 seasons and like 400 episodes, so I will be dead before we finish. We're in season (laughs) eight, so there's hundreds of these damn things. Um, So we recap the episodes, we talk about them. Mostly it's just an excuse to do characters and Bob Hoskins is on the show all the time. I play a character of Bob Hoskins version of Bob Hoskins (laughs) who comes and talks about Degrassi. So if that sounds like something you'd be into, uh, it's fun. We don't only talk about the show. It's very much love it. Comedy. The world absolutely needs more Bob Hoskins. He's wonderful. I, I love Pat uh, more than most people. And the reason is because we can talk about demons, but also we both love Gilmore girls. (laughs) Yes. Degrassi. (laughs) (laughs) it's the best totally (laughs) we have we contain multitudes as they say Mm -hmm. and then for me check out franchiseography uh my podcast where right now as of you listening to this i believe we are in the middle in the midst of spy kids and i believe sam was on uh the uh, island of lost dreams episode of spy kids which will have been airing around this time it should be out right now actually (laughs) as as of you hearing this either way go listen to it it's a fun time yeah absolutely um we're doing spy kids now we've got wes anderson starting in november and then uh uh next year uh we've got a bunch of really good really great stuff lined up so i'm really excited about that cool uh pat do you have social medias that you want people to follow uh twitter and instagram it's uh pat d says p-a-t-d-s-e-z that's me. Yeah. Great. Uh, Scott? Uh, I'm at Scott Corelli everywhere. Yeah. Excellent. If you really love my contributions to this episode, you can find me on Twitter at Sam Gash, S-A-M-G-A-S-C-H. <laughs> or you can follow the podcast at Ideal Remake on Twitter or Instagram or join us on Facebook, Ideal Remake Podcast. But if you want to do a, a big favor for franchiseography, for Degrassi every season, every uh Say, say the it Degrassi again. Every Episode Ever Marathon podcast. The Degrassi Every <laughs> Episode Ever Marathon. Every Episode Ever Marathon. Yes. Got yes. it. Or, or for Ideal Remake, go on Apple Podcasts, go on the uh, your 
podcast thing of choice and leave us a five-star review. It'd be great, super helpful. Mm-hmm. You'd be a real champ. And you know what? You'd be the final girl of our hearts. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well done. Profound. Yeah. So I will end with this. And especially since, I don't know, but Scott and Pat, what is your favorite quote from the movie Demons? I mean, there's only one, right? Is there one? <laughs> they, will make, they will make cathedrals. Wait, they will make cemeteries their cathedrals and tombs of your cities. <laughs> mine, mine is definitely, it says right here that if you put the mask on, you'll become a demon. <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> Just brilliant. Excellent. Both Love of those it. quotes are from the movie within the movie. <laughs> They both are, yeah. Because there's yeah. nothing, not much is said otherwise. It's just yelling. Yeah. And- also, does that mean that the actual demon is the person who spends the entire movie wearing half of a mask? Mm, I don't know. You may have just figured it out. On, yeah. That's the second demon. You Might just be. figured it out. He put we a mask it. on and became a demon. I love it. <laughs> yeah. We did it. We figured Thank out you both demons. So much for- <laughs> yeah. We're the real heroes.